Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you think globally, but act locally. My guest this week is Samir Chaudhry, and he is an environmentalist and the founder of Youth Climate Action Team Incorporated. I really enjoyed my conversation with Samir, so without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Samir Chaudhry. My name is Samir Choudhury. I'm an environmentalist and I like to say social entrepreneur at Stanford University. Um, I'm the founder and executive director of Youth Climate Action Team Incorporated, and we're a global 501c4 climate justice advocacy nonprofit. So the majority of my climate activism has been channeled through Youth Climate Action Team Incorporated or YCAT, but I'm always looking for new areas and avenues to constantly innovate in the realm of climate because I feel like it's the greatest existential crisis to our generation. That is such a great start. And I would love for us to just get started by having you tell me a little bit more about your background and what really got you started with this work. Can you tell me some about what your path to activism looked like? Yeah, I'd love to. So for me, the climate crisis was always a really personal issue. Um, and it really ties directly into my heritage. So. I mentioned earlier that, earlier that I'm Bangladeshi American and that my family originates from Bangladesh. And throughout my childhood, I visited Bangladesh a lot. And what I realized was that it was a country and population that was at the forefront of the climate crisis. I remember like so distinctly just walking out of the airport my first time and just looking out at the skies and I was expecting warmth, sunlight, because my parents always told me that it was some tropical place. It was with the equator, so I always like assumed that they were right. But when I stepped out of the airport that um, first time, I looked at the sky and it was like gray and covered in smog and really polluted. And on top of that, I always heard stories and like fears and anxiety related to the flooding crisis there as well. Um, There's a huge farming population, agricultural population in Bangladesh. But unfortunately, the flooding crisis makes it so hard when farmlands are quite literally being dragged under the sea um, frequently every year. So because the issue was so personal to me, my identity, my heritage, I really began considering climate solutions at a young age. It didn't really, it wasn't really channeled until advocacy, I'd say, until I was a lot more confident, uh, confident about myself in high school. And that's when I founded Youth Climate Action Team Incorporated. I worked on a lot of smaller projects throughout my younger years, but I wanted to create something permanent and a system that would be able to just mobilize youth across the world and across intersections to tackle the climate crisis. And that's exactly what I did. I It started really small on a really local scale. I am from the DC area, so it started there, only DC, Maryland, Virginia, and then, um, we launched programs and programs and programs and we were able to expand nationally. And then um, after some really good marketing tactics that we used, we were able to expand internationally as well. And I guess that's where we are today. We're continually expanding branches across the world, um, working on a lot of lobbying related initiatives, educational related initiatives, um, scientific research related initiatives. And I'm really happy with the work we've been doing. 
Yeah, that's great. And thank you so much for sharing that story because I think it's really cool that you've managed to take those scary and very serious observations from when you were younger and turn them into this organization and this great work that you're doing today. So you talked about it a bit at the end there, but I would love for you to tell me more about the Youth Climate Action Team. Can you tell me about what that organization is working on and just give me some more background on that project? Yeah, I would love to. So um, we are a C4 advocacy nonprofit. So I guess one of the main things we do is a lot of political lobbying. So that means like every month or so we have lobbying mobilizations where we gather youth um, from across the world, um, virtually, of course, because I feel like that's the best means to, um, I guess, connect people across the world. And it's also a lot easier because unfortunately, a lot of people don't have um, the privilege to be able to just walk onto the streets um, and start protesting because as we know, lobbying and political politics across the world is very, very, very different. So um, that's the first and foremost thing we do. We do we do a lot of lobbying. So that means setting up meetings with um, legislators or phone banking, email banking around different types of legislation. Each mobilization is on a different type. Um, that's our main thing. And then I, I'd say the number two really big thing that we do is we have an entire subcommittee dedicated to climate education where we partner with high schools, no, we partner with middle schools and elementary schools and establish completely free of charge climate education after school programs where we kind of teach younger students about the um, pertinence of the climate crisis, why they should take action because they are the population that'll be primarily impacted by it in the future. And we also have summer camps related to climate leadership development as well that are also completely free of charge. And the really cool thing about our last summer camp um, program that I really liked is that we were able to give micro grants to a lot of the youth leaders that worked in our program to continue their work and what they did during the program. Um, beyond that, we do a lot of other initiatives um, like our Clean America Project, which is the world's first global teen-led energy study. And we've actually finished the scientific portion of that project, which is extremely exciting. Um, but essentially, the whole gist of that project is working to provide transparent data regarding the health implications of clean energy and how clean energy truly does have the potential to save lives in so many cities across the U.S. And we're going to be using that data to lobby politicians even further to further bolster the clean energy status quo. We also have our social justice literacy initiative, which is a really cool project as well, where youth are reach, constantly reaching out to libraries across um, the United States. I think we're currently working with over 30 libraries to increase social justice texts within the libraries, um, because we understand that libraries are just a great way and resource for youth across the country to learn about these different social justice issues. And we feel like those texts, those ideas need to be constantly represented in that in those like catalog selections. Beyond that, we do a lot of short-term spin-off projects. I would say those are our really main big projects. Um, we have a blog that weekly publishes new stories related to climate. We have a student network subcommittee that partners with high schools and we provide consulting and mentorship services to environmental clubs at those schools. So we really have a lot of branches, different projects that each branch is working on. And it's really, really, really exciting work. And I'm really, really proud of it. 
that is such an extensive network that you've managed to build. And I think it's great that you've learned so much and you're helping to educate younger kids about these issues too, which is so important. And have you been able to, or are you planning on pursuing a degree in some form of environmental studies too? Yeah, the really cool thing, I've actually, I really like my major. So it's called management science and engineering. And what I, what I realized, um, I went into Stanford thinking, okay, I was just going to do earth systems because that's the environmental major. I want to learn about climate and stuff like that. But what I realized is that I, I think I I needed to, I wanted to make it truly make an impact in the world. It wasn't going to be about learning everything I possibly could about the climate, but rather it would be learning more about the avenues of change to tackle the climate crisis and learning the technical skills for those avenues of change. So to be a bit more specific, management science and engineering covers a lot of concepts related to entrepreneurship, policy analysis, and engineering and all of their intersections. And the reason why I'm doing management science and engineering because I feel like it will help me build a lot of technical skills related to those areas. And I really wanna in the future tackle the climate crisis through more entrepreneurship and policy work. And then um, Stanford has a really cool program where you can stay a fifth year and get a master's degree called a co-term program. And I plan on co-terming in sustainability science and practice, which is essentially um, like a master's degree in just tackling the climate crisis and the current modern sustainability issues. So I think my plan as of now is to really build those technical skills in entrepreneurship policy and engineering, and then apply those to my master's degree so that in the future I have a lot of experience working in environmental entrepreneurship, a lot of um, technical experience working in environmental policy. So that in the future, I'll be able to create more entities, maybe another nonprofit and continue policy work as well in the field of climate. That's really interesting. And I'm so glad that you've been able to find a major that really allows you to combine those interests and pursue both. That's that's really cool. So I would love to know, obviously, you're someone who is so passionate and informed about climate change and interested in advocating about the issue. So what are some of the goals or hopes that you have for the future when it comes to preventing climate change? What are some of the changes that you're hoping to see in the future so that we can work on preventing this issue? Well, number one, Stanford needs to divest from fossil fuels. That's actually quite embarrassing that we haven't already. Um, But to um, answer your question more directly, I think so many countries set so many vast goals. Like we want to be completely 100% renewable energy by 2050, by 2030, whatever date they throw out. But I feel like in regard, and, and I think that's an incredible goal. I think we truly need to be transitioning the world to renewable energy. And that should be the primary goal. And because the thing about renewable energy is, yes, it is going to help reduce our greenhouse gas emissions, help us fight the climate crisis, but it also provides so many jobs to workers who need them. And that's why bills like the Green New Deal are incredible policies that I 100,000% support. Bills like the Civilian Climate Corps. Um, The Civilian Climate Corps is a federal jobs program that would um, grant thousands and thousands of jobs to workers to simply just work on bettering our climate. So a lot of local environmental projects, service projects, stuff like that. And they would be able to get jobs out of it as well. Essentially, any po- policies that do a lot of work in transitioning our worlds to be more sustainable in terms of energy while also providing jobs, I think are incredible policy goals. Um, but to be a bit more specific, I think the reason why we are currently failing is because we set these large goals without breaking it up. So what I mean by that is, let's say we want to be renewable energy by 2050. Okay, but what are we going to be by 2022? 
what are we going to be by 2023? Um, yes, we need to set these long-term goals, but within these long-term policy goals, we need a lot of short-term goals to hold um, nations accountable to the work that they're doing and to ensure that these long-term goals are reached. Because when we set these large goals and if there's no one holding us accountable in these vast periods of time, the likelihood of us actually accomplishing these goals is really unlikely. So I think just to summarize everything really shortly and concisely, I think whenever we place these long-term policy goals in transitioning our global energy systems, we just split them up into a lot of shorter-term goals as well. And I think move, transitioning the world towards clean energy is an incredible policy goal that needs to be addressed as fast as possible because it provides jobs and really helps us tackle the climate crisis. I think the part that you mentioned about jobs is really interesting because that makes so much sense, but I feel like it isn't always discussed as another benefit of these types of changes. So thank you for sharing that. I also really like the short-term goal idea rather than just having these big lofty goals that governments can't stay on track with. So I think those are great. Those are great points. I have one more question for you. Lots of young people, particularly college students, high school students, want to create change and they want to make a difference, but they may not know where or maybe how to get started. Do you have any advice for those people who may be listening? Yes, 100%. I think the biggest advice is a quote that I heard from my senator once when I was meeting with him back in high school, and he said, think globally, but act locally. So essentially what that means is that you can tackle these issues that are ravaging the entire world that are on a global scale. But the best way to do that is to start at a grassroots level within your own community. So that means pick up the phone and call your um, elected representatives, send them an email, use your voice um, within your own community and mobilize youth starting within your own community to tackle the issue and issues relating to that. And I feel like um, you know best about your own community. And I feel like we shouldn't be stepping over other stakeholders in other communities before first starting at a grassroots level. I think the number one most important thing is to make sure that we are tackling the climate crisis in a way where our perspectives are best represented. So before we advocate for issues in another community or in another country, we need to first advocate for those issues within our own community. And it just starts with picking up the phone and giving your elected officials a call because they were elected for a reason and it's their duty to serve us. So think globally, but act locally. I am a huge fan of the work Samir is doing and can't wait to see where he takes the youth climate action team from here. Climate change is such a serious issue and we need more people like Samir to educate and inform young people, especially about its importance and the severity of the issue. I want to highlight Samir's answer to the last question when he talked about thinking globally but acting locally, because I think that is a great way to talk about and think about climate change activism. It can be so scary and overwhelming to think about climate change as an issue overall because it may feel like anything you do won't really make a difference. However, starting locally by improving sustainability practices at your school or calling your representative or even just practicing better habits with your family is the first step and a great start toward those bigger global changes. With an issue like climate change, every effort helps and we should all take Samir's advice when it comes to protecting the planet. 
Because change comes when you think globally, but act locally. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And you can connect with Samir on Instagram at Samiracle. O2, and you can find the Youth Climate Action Team Incorporated at Youth Climate Inc. on Instagram as well. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at be the change org or on Instagram at be the change podcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys. <laughs>